So hi there, this is Lee Klein, and this is Vision Eternity Ministries. Welcome to today's teaching. Jesus has so much to say to us. He has so much to say to us, it just never ends. He always has a word. Let's acknowledge in Jesus. Thank you so much for being here. Welcome, Jesus. We just crave your presence and your thoughts. We want to hear how you're feeling, what you have to say. We want to know the truth. We don't want to feel a good message. We want to hear the truth. Teach us. We love you and praise you and give you all the glory. Jesus said this mind-blowing thing to me. He said, you still love me. Like, you still love me, you know? Like, I I asked you to put everything aside for me. I asked you to put everything aside for me, and you did. You had time to come to the banquet table, and you still love me. You still love me. That was like a question and not a question, like, wow even though you still love me. And I'm like, of course. I was so taken back by that because I was thinking you're like I am. You know, if I tell people truth about me, then I always wonder, do you still like me? Do you still love me? Do you still want to be my friend? Because I'm telling you the truth. And Jesus is telling us the truth. He was telling me the truth. If you want to be my disciple, you have to put it all aside. You know, I always feel, hear all these feel-good messages, and according to the Word of God, we've been being taught wrong. It's not just, I'm going to say this prayer, I'm going to go to church every Sunday, and I know you don't consciously think this, but I'm going to do what feels good, and I'm going to go where I hear what I want to hear, and, you know, you got this plan. And Jesus isn't in it. And he has to be in it. If he's not in the plan, then it's your plan. And he said, if you want to be my disciple, you have to put everything aside. And how often are we taught that? I don't hear the word of God always when I go to church. But when I sit with Jesus, he speaks truth to me. Will you still love me if I ask you to give up all those things that you so look forward to? Can, can I take their place? Or is that out of the question? He's actually saying when you ask him to come live on the inside of you, or before you do, when he, he's offering his life to you, he's saying, will you marry me? And whether you realize it or not at the time, and you probably don't because we don't get taught that, you're saying, yes, Lord, I'm going to marry you. I'm going to become engaged with you. And my life is going to be a part of your life. 
and I'm going to give everything up for you. I was so blown away when he said that to me because I'm like, wow, you're so humble. He's so humble. Because it was like that. It was like, okay, obviously you still love me. Even though I asked you to give away all this, to put all this stuff aside. And I'm thinking, aren't I supposed to be asking you that? You know everything about me? And I should be saying, do you still love me? But he said it. Just think about that. He's still being rejected today. People are saying, no. They got to get something out of it. You know? And to me, um, just being able to have eternal life. Having that relationship with him. Having him be by me all the time, right by my side, there when I need him, is enough for me. And that's what he wants from us. Will you be there for me? Will you be by my side through the thick and the thin? Will you learn of me? So that's what he's saying. You had time. You gave it up. You put it all aside. You still love me. You still, even though you know who I am now. And um, you know what I expect of you. You're still willing. I said, yeah. Reminds me of one day when I was questioning him before this. I was questioning him, and um, this is part of my book, by the way. I'm, I'm giving you parts of my book. He's motivating me to get it out there, I guess. But um, I was asking him why things weren't happening in my life. And he said, I didn't know what it meant, but exactly. But he said, if you really want to know, meet me here tomorrow morning at this bench at 6 a.m. And so I thought, and it was audible, and it was kind of scary. And I thought, do I really want to know? What does that mean? Like, kind of like what we're talking about. Well, you, if you really want to know, and, you know, I'm taking a chance that you don't want to follow me anymore. Once you find this out. You know, being corrected by him isn't... Um, It's scary, and, and it's he's telling you how he feels. And it's heartbreaking, but at the same time, he gets in your face. And I never hear messages like that. I, I, I've learned another side of God. And if you don't obey him, if you don't acknowledge him, if you betray him, he, he lets you know. And if we betray him, how do we expect to live with him? And so you're too busy. Think of it this way. You're too busy. You don't have time for him. You can't come to the banquet table and be 
taught how to be recreated, be taught how what he expects of you to grow up, be like him, and be able to live in the kingdom of God. You're too busy. You're too busy. Matthew 22. We read that yesterday. Too busy to do that. The king's having a, a banquet, and he's invited everyone. You get to marry Jesus. We talked about Cinderella. She was the only one that wasn't invited. And she ended up marrying the prince. And it's because she wasn't in it for herself. She wasn't in it for the money or the position. It was love. It was true love. Is it that way with you and Jesus? Is it true love? Would you still love him? If he asked you to give everything away, for example, would you still love him? Would you still want to live with him? People don't understand the reality, the revelation of giving. When you give of yourself, you're going to get so much back, so much more back than you realize. And I can't even explain exactly what it is, but it's, a, it's a, a form of maturity that you can't, like, get anywhere else and, and have the peace that you have when you have it and the knowing, the revelation knowledge. And, you know, when Jesus tells me how he feels and what he's going through, like he's grieving that no one wants to come to the banquet table. It's painful. I have compassion for him. And I said, of course, I still love you. I wasn't expecting anything out of it. Cinderella wasn't expecting anything. She just wanted to go to the ball like everyone else. And he chose the humble, meek, who he saw as beautiful. Bride, his bride. He chose her as his bride. Cinderella. You know, when he went to bring the, the glass slipper to try it, to try on, um, to try it on, to see who she was, he said, is there anyone else in the house? And they said, no. And Jesus say, is saying, is there anyone else? In the house? Is it just the selfish, the prideful? Will I have faith? Will I find faith when I come? Are you all still about yourself? It's time that we grow up and understand. Have a revelation knowledge of what is expected of you. It's not what you're being taught. It's not okay. Sin is not okay. You've been freed from sin. Jesus bore your sin, your sickness, your disease, your power. Your, he bore your sickness, your disease, and he, he gave you the power, that's what I was going to say, to resist any temptations that come. 
He did everything for you. He laid down his life for you, and he actually expects you to lay down your life for him. He expects that. Whatever, whatever it is that he asks you to do. And you might be thinking, it can't possibly be. Yes, it can. It's true. Matthew 16, 24, then Jesus said to the disciples, if anyone desires to be my disciple, let him deny himself, disregard, lose sight of, and forget himself and his own interests, and take up his cross and follow me. Cleave steadfastly to me, conform wholly to my example, and living, and if need be, and dying. Also, whoever is bent on saving his temporal life has his comfort and security here, shall lose it, shall lose eternal life. And whoever loses his life, his comfort and security here, for my sake, shall find everlasting life. And so he's asking you to do what he did. Prove your love for him. Will you? Will you grow up and get to that place where he can tell you what you need to go without? Will you give it up? Are you going to tell him, no, I don't love you that much? You know, when you have kids, you give a lot of things up because you love them that much. You prove your love for them when you have kids. And Jesus is asking you, will you marry me? Will you give up those things that are so important to you for me? Will you grow up? And be like me? Can I be the most important thing in your life? Or, or not? You know, we say we love Jesus. Peter said, I love you. I'll go to prison with you. I'll do anything for you, Lord. But when it came right down to it, he, he, he took off. All the disciples left. He said, no one can be my disciple unless they're willing to put their life aside. And the disciples did. And then when he left, they continued to do so. But I said that, I, I brought that up about Peter because it's a process that we go through. It's what Peter went through to learn. He didn't think he'd ever reject Jesus. No, I won't. I'll even die with you. And we say and act the same way. But now it's getting tough. As you grow up in your relationship with him, he's going to ask you to give things up. We're in a time. Jesus is soon to return. And we're in a time where we have to make a choice. 
are we going to grow up and really act out what we say we believe? We're in a time where we have to prove our love to Jesus. He has to know he can trust you. He already knows, but as you grow up in him, as you mature, you're going to know. You're going to know on that day where you stand. You're going to know if you submit to him, if you choose him, if you give everything up for him on that day when you stand before him, you're going to know he's not going to say, away from me, I never knew you. Because you've given everything else up. There's no more blockage in your relationship. Because all that stuff that you love more than him is really, it, it, it blocks um, you being able to hear him clearly and know his feelings, having his mind. It causes a blockage. But when you give it all away and you just totally obey him, if that's your decision, I'm going to obey you because I love you then you're just going to have a clear um, a clear understanding. You're going to have clarity. You're not going to be the one who says, I don't understand. Why isn't Jesus talking to me? Because you have a blockage. You haven't submitted to him. You haven't given your life away. You broke your engagement. You betrayed him. Something happened. He's not wrong. He's perfect. He's perfectly mature. And now he's asking you to get to that place because the time is near. And he wants to send you out to do his work. He wants to know that he can trust you. He wants you to know you're trustworthy. And so many other things happen when you just give everything up. He starts showing you how little of importance those things really are. And you can go without anything, but you can't go without him. And so he, he's, he's humble. He truly is. And we have to be like him. Are you too humble to say, I don't need that? I mean, are you too prideful? Yeah. Are you humble enough to say, I don't need that? Are you too prideful and say, I'm not going without that. I'm first. I'm not saying I'm sorry to that person. Uh-uh, that's it. No, they crossed the line with me. That's it. You don't love Jesus then. If you have that attitude. And you're not going to make it. I'm here to give you a clear vision for your eternity. I'm wiping all the sugar off of what you heard. You're not always going to like what you hear because it's a matter of telling your flesh, no, you're not in charge. You're not taking your flesh with you when you move in with Jesus. 
It's staying here. It's not going with. It has to be you that loves him. He has to be the one you serve, not your flesh, not the enemy, not someone else. He has to be the most important thing. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind means you care about him. You care about what he cares about. Your life is about him. When you say, I, that's the most important command, when you say, I love you, Lord, with all my heart, all my soul, and all my mind, and he says, um, put that thing aside, and you just are like, mm, I didn't hear anything, that must have been the devil. You don't love him with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind? Nothing here goes with you. It's between you and Jesus. He's the only way you can get to the Father. And if he's not the most important thing to you, then you're not going to make it. Not everyone goes to heaven. Your name can be blotted out of the book of life. Don't go in it as thinking you got to get something out of it. You're going to get... You're going to be richly rewarded. You're going to get so much more than you can imagine out of your relationship with Jesus. But you don't walk into it as thinking so. You walk into it as, I'm ready to just lay it all down. I love you that much. When you get married, when you marry someone, there's things that you don't do or say anymore. For whatever reason, because you're conforming, you're you're honoring that person that you're married to. You're doing what they want you to do, and they do what you want, what you want them to do. And it's the same with Jesus. And so, in such time as this, it's time to grow up. It's time to grow up and be perfect. Matthew 5, 48, Jesus said, be perfect as your father is perfect. Be mature. Let it go. Don't hold a grudge because it's going to keep you from Jesus. If you want to be his disciple, you got to let it go. So this is a good word today. It's a good word and it's important to know the truth. You don't want to stand before Jesus that day and say, I didn't know you. You who practice lawlessness, you who wouldn't forgive, you didn't want to hear what I had to say to you. You wouldn't give up your life for me. I gave up mine for you, but you didn't give up yours for me. That's the truth. We haven't been hearing the truth. We've been just being pet. It's okay. God understands. You don't have to do that. You can sin. Who doesn't sin? You shouldn't be sinning. You got Jesus living on the inside of you. Sinner, sin, sin is for those who are going to hell. Yeah, you might mess up once in a while, but then you repent. And you say, Jesus, help me not to do it again. And I know this doesn't please you. And I want to live with you forever. I want to be married to you. 
I don't want to be married to my sin. I don't want to live in hell. I mean, you got to make your choice. The time is near. Jesus is coming. He's warning us over and over. And maybe you're thinking, well, yeah, I mean, I've heard that forever. Well, sooner or later, it's going to happen. And if you're not ready, you're not ready and you don't get to go. Or you may leave here before he gets here and you still have to stand before him. So either way, um, if you're going to go, you got to get ready. And this is part of getting ready. Grow up. Be like him. And, yeah. He's going to blow your mind. You're, you're going to be shocked when you start asking him to correct you of all the things that you thought were okay, the things that your church thinks is okay. So if you're ready to commit to him, if you want to marry him and become engaged with him, then ask him right now. Jesus, I don't want to compromise. I still love you. Remember, not just words. I'll still love you, whatever I have to give up for you, as long as you help me. Commit to him. Look at the word. Ask him for truth. And he will tell you. He'll tell you what's on his mind. The word says, we have the mind of Christ. Become, come into fellowship with him. Resist the enemy and, and submit to God. Submit to God, resist the enemy, and he'll flee. He'll take off. He won't be able to stand you anymore. There's a lot of people that won't be able to stand you anymore either because they can't see what you see. They can't understand what you understand because they haven't submitted to Jesus. So you have to get on your knees every day, worship him, look at the word, find out who he is, and let him correct you. Revelation 3.19, he said he corrects those that he loves. Let him correct you. Let him show you the truth. Thank you so much for listening today. God bless you.